Hey y'all, this is Whitney and welcome back to another episode of Spastic Chatter. Spastic Chatter is a platform meant to feature those in the cerebral palsy community and I get together weekly with individuals with CP like myself to have an uncensored chat, if you will, about what it's like living with this type of disability. And for this week, I have Caitlin and she, uh, I, I put a post up on a Instagram wanting wanting guests and she she responded so I don't, I don't know how I but we we got we we got connected through Instagram and she's pretty cool and uh she works in the foster care system so I'm gonna let Kayla introduce herself and then we'll get on to the conversation so take it away Kayla thank you Whitney um my name is Obviously, Caitlin, I have spastic dysplasia, cerebral palsy. I believe that's what it's called. I just usually use the term cerebral palsy. Um, and it affects like the, you know, the right side of my brain. So my like legs get tight. Um, they tighten up and I have two different size feet. So that makes you shopping fun. <laughs> but I currently work at a foster care industry called To Engage here in Abilene, and um, we take children in VFS care, emergency and non-emergency, and we place them into foster homes that are available throughout the state of Texas and in our local area, which reaches from Abilene to Wichita Falls. Um, and so I usually, I'm at the computer 24-7, so that's basically my role. Um, I don't get to interact with the children. I just uh, get to make phone calls about them and ask people if they want to take a foster child in. Um, and so I basically do that all, all day long. I talk to people on the phone, so uh, I'm pretty used to it by now. Uh, but it's quite interesting getting uh, children, especially like premature babies, is one of my favorites to get, yeah. is premature babies. I know that sounds weird. We, talk, like, we talked about before, before this, CP is caused by prematurity mm -hmm. most of most of, are, most of the babies with CP are premature let's just put it that way so you, yes you kind of resonate with you kind of resonate yes. with premature babies yes so that's like my favorite thing every time a baby comes in I'm like I want it I want the baby please don't give me a teenager <laughs> but please don't give me a teenager yeah, I, I enjoy um, getting placing babies mostly. I mean, I enjoy placing all my kids, but it's more focused on the babies. And so yeah. um, when I went uh, for my interview, it was all Zoom because we were in the era of COVID and I was trying to find a job after I graduated um, from school because I was told, oh, there's so many doors opening and then COVID yeah. hit. And I was like, there's not really any doors opening here. Um, so I had an interview with the CPS in San Angelo and then to engage. And so I was like, okay, I'm also going to like graduate school full time. So I was like, how am I going to do this? How is this going to work? Like, I'm so lost. I have a, I have a question. Like, um, because I like to say that when I go into an interview, my, my, uh, my weaknesses or however you want to say it, my <laughs> limitations are like out on display because I'm in a wheelchair. But like, how, how do you, how do you think it compared to like an in-person interview? Uh, like, cause you did it on Zoom, so you're, so mm -hmm. like, you, you don't like walk and you, you didn't have to walk. And they like, don't know, I would, yeah. 
obviously you have spastic diplegias that you can't tell that you have a disability. Mm-hmm. Do you think that? Do you think your disability might like? Do you think it would have a better impact because because you interviewed through Zoom? I honestly trying to think about it. I had my last in-person interview in March of last year, and so. I walked in and I walked with like a limp because my legs are two different sizes. And um, I have some trouble with my hands sometimes, but it's not like a lot. Um, So I walked in with the limp and stuff like that. Um, And my balance is obviously off and it kind of stinks. So um, I get knocked out real easily. Um, But I think that honestly, I think when like I'm first approached by people or people like, See me, I try to not like me. I kind of diminish my disability a little bit to try to, you know, yeah. like, you know, look like I'm normal. And so when I went into my interview um, for to engage, they asked me if I had, you know, any limitations or anything I wanted to tell them about myself. I was completely honest and said I had cerebral palsy and I walk, you know, differently. I didn't say funny, but, you know, that's what yeah. I usually, you know, say to add some humor into it. Um, but I said, I walk differently, but you know, I'm, you know, I graduated from college, like everything else is, you know, good, except the way I walk. And so, um, I disclosed that to them in the beginning because I thought I would be upfront about it until like, you know, I'd be in an office and, you know, they'd say, you know, what's, what's up with you? Um, but I was completely honest and my interview lasted 20 minutes. And then I got a call back and was like, we want to hire you. And I was like, okay, great. This is awesome. <laughs> so you don't disclose on your resume that you have a disability? No, ma'am. I do not. I, I, uh, I, that, that's one of the high, that's one of the questions I always get is, when do you disclose you have a disability? And I, just from, just from my perspective, if my job isn't, isn't directly related to disability, I choose not to di- not to disclose that I have a disability until that interview, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I think like on a resume is all your, you know, qualifications like your degree, your references, like your abilities. And so I don't feel like it's important to put that on a resume up front. I feel like, you know, after the interview, um you can, you know, if you're open to it, you can disclose, but like you don't have to tell there's like, I think there's laws out there saying that, you know, discrimination yeah, laws. We're not, we're not, you're not, you're not forced to disclose anything if you don't. Yes. You. Um, what got you into foster care? Like, what do, what's your, what's your school background? So my school background, I went to McMurray University in Abilene. I don't know if you know about the school because it's so, it's so tiny. (laughs) And so I went there and I was uh, determined to be a licensed professional counselor. That's what I wanted to be since I had interacted with so many throughout my life. I was like, I'm going to be a counselor. I'm going to help people. And so I went into sociology and um, my uh, professor at the time, he's like, still my favorite professor I still text him sometimes and ask questions about things and he's like so why'd you pick sociology because we were at a dinner together uh, me and like three other freshmen I was like honestly I don't know I want to be a counselor he's like if you want to be a counselor you should have went with psychology and I was like I didn't think about it when I put that down <laughs> and it's, throughout my like educational um I guess 
career, you would call it. I went three and a half years because I had dual credits behind me, um, but I wanted to extend it out a little bit. I was involved in, you know, the basic gen ed classes. Um, and then I got to take my major classes, my minor classes, and I loved those. Like, I loved interacting with my professors. I enjoyed it so much. I actually got to go on a trip. We had this class called the Civil Rights class, and so I was all excited about that. I was like, I want to learn more stuff, you know, not just the generic, like Martin Luther King had a dream stuff, you know, like you yeah. wanted elementary school. So it was actually an interactive course where we got to travel through Alabama, Mississippi, Memphis, and Arkansas, and visit all these museums and walk across the Selma Bridge, and I was like, this is going to be a lot of walking. It's going to be way too much. My side's going to hurt. I'm going to be thinking I'm appendicitis because I'm out of shape. Um, but it was honestly uh, one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. My professors did have concerns about my uh, cerebral palsy, and they kind of, like, brought that up, like, you know, discreetly. They were like, are you okay with this? Like, do we need to get a wheelchair? Like, you know. Are you going to be good to do all this walking? I was like, yeah, I got it. Like, I, I don't need no help from anybody. I got this. Um, and so when I walked across, like, the Selma Bridge, my friends stayed back with me. Um, so, like, you know, helped me and stuff. Um, but it was, like, it was empowering. I loved it. I enjoyed it so much. Um, I got to see everything that happened in the civil rights through, like, museums and actually, like, you know, stepping foot to where the – bus burned down in Aniston that was really like powerful and I was like wow I am so moved and then we went to this one museum in Arkansas I forget what it was called um but there was a section on disability the ADA Act the American Disability Act and I found that awesome like I stood there for like at least 30 minutes looking at this yeah. one little section I was like wow this is really cool yeah. <laughs> And so my professor comes over and he's like, Kayla, hey, what are you doing? I was like, looking at this plaque. What does it look like I'm doing? <laughs> um, but it was like their, their concerns and their worries about me and like my safety kind of like, you know, it was like, okay, they're worried about me. They care about me. But I was like, you know, I got this. Like as long as you stand, if you stand behind me on the staircase, like just in case I fall, I'm good. It's going to be like we talked about, we talked about uh, before we got on this interview like you like you mentioned that like when you were growing up there was like your friends that wanted to help you and you're like you're like no I don't I don't need the help I don't need the help no I got, I got it like I'm independent like can you is that does it have you have you been like so obviously you've been like that for the for the majority of your life where you're yes. to be independent like um is there is there a time where you where you like have to lean on others like can you think of a time in your life where you had to where you had to lean on the support of others and like not be so independent yes so like I have a best friend I've had since preschool um she has the exact same name as me and we're two peas like in a pod um so sometimes when I'm walking up a curb like on you know to go to a shop or something like that and I'm I still kind of feel afraid to fall sometimes. I'm like, I don't know what I'll break. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, sometimes I actually reach out to other people's like arms instead of their hands. So it's like more steady yeah. um, to like step up a step or something like that. Um, but I've, 
I feel like that's the only like time I've ever kind of leaned on others. I lean on my mom a lot for like emotional support and advice yeah. and everything like that. Um, but like the physicality, I basically find a way if like, I feel like I can't step down this curb, I'm going to find a way to get yeah, it. <laughs> I think I feel I, I, I can totally relate to that mentality. Like, if I can't do it now, I'm gonna find you bet you, you bet I'm gonna, I'm gonna find a way. Like I'm this isn't the end of this. Like I'm gonna find I'm a just way. Gonna be, I'm gonna be stuck here forever. Yeah. Like, don't 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 help me. I'm gonna find gonna find a way. Uh so do you have are you do you know are you involved in the disability community in any way or do you know other people with disabilities or is this your first? This is probably, I don't know of anybody else with like physical disabilities here um, in Abilene. I did go to school when I was at McMurray. There was a guy there. Um, he had crutches. And so um, I like never really asked him what was wrong with him because, you know, I don't like people asking yeah, yeah. that question. Um, but I kind of like, uh, that was one experience, and then I was a kind of an orientation leader for like new freshmen of my senior year of college, and so there was this boy here that had been in a tragic car accident, and it affected his um, cognitive functioning. He couldn't walk. He was in a wheelchair. He could like barely speak. He used to play football and be completely normal, and so I interacted with him a lot. You know, he was telling me, you know, he was concerned about school like how to do it what classes to sign up for what classes are easiest and the most accommodating and they didn't even have like doors that automatically open on a on the buildings because the school's so old yeah. until he got there so they had to install like a press button to open the door um for him they do have elevators in some of the buildings um but uh, interacting with him and seeing how he had come from a perfectly normal life to being like in a wheelchair, not being able to walk. Like he used to play football. He was in a coma um, for so long. And so interacting with him, telling him like, you know, what professors to take, what are the easiest, stay away from these professors. Yeah. Um, so that was really you interesting. Kind of, you kind of created a bond. Yes. Your disability isn't the same, but there was like a, there was like an understanding there. There was sort of an attraction, sort of like, you know, yeah. you you see people that are singled out and you're like, oh, I'm going to go be friends with him. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, that's how it happens, sort of. I was like, I want to talk to him um, yeah. and help him and open the door for him. Yeah. That's funny. Um, so what do you, what do you, what do you like to do for like hobbies? Hobbies? I don't really have any hobbies. I feel like I work and do sport 24-7, and if I'm not, I'm procrastinating. Um, but I uh, I recently had my dog moved in with me. Um, we didn't have him here when I moved into my apartment to begin with because he has separation anxiety. Really yeah. bad. <laughs> if I take my trash out, you can hear him screaming. <laughs> but uh, he moved in, and so I've been taking him to walks, like, to my mailbox and we've been kind of training him to go slow because you know I can't go fast like he can. Yeah. Um, so we've been trying to like train him to you know go slow and I like to take him on little short walks. I like to take him riding around in the car. We just drive random places. Um, and yeah. then I also joined a church group 
in October, I believe, to kind of like branch out and make some friends here in Abilene since all my college friends, you know, moved away and went on with their lives. <laughs> um, but I do that on like Tuesday nights, like a Bible study type uh, thing where like we all talk about like, you know, the book of James or whatever book we're on this week. Um, yeah. So that's like my social life. My hobbies do include watching uh, Criminal Minds and yeah. Um, cool. <laughs> other shows like that <laughs> my mom oh you said weird but. <laughs> oh i like that's my kind of show uh, you said, so you said that you uh were going to grad school like what what is your what is your stuff what are you studying in grad school so i'm doing my master's of social work um right now um i finished this is my second semester and i'll possibly be done in august of 2022 if i locate an internship um, but I've been trying to work on that these past couple weeks, <laughs> like with COVID and everything yeah. is not going good. Yeah. So I have, I have like two more questions for you. What are your, since you're going to grad school and everything, what is your future, like what are your plans for your future? Uh, my plans for my future, I want to eventually like, I don't want to be a licensed clinical social worker, which is what you do on like the counseling side. I went to work in a hospital. I thought about like my main hospitals that I've been looking at on Indeed, you know, just like visualizing, um, seeing what's out there. I would love to go back and work at the Texas Scottish Rite Hospital um, in Dallas, which is where I was treated for my cerebral palsy throughout oh, my childhood. Funny. Or Baylor Scott and White looks like a great hospital or stay here in Abilene. <laughs> That's cool. Awesome. So at the end of every interview, I I always ask my guests if they have any advice for others who might be in mm -hmm. situations with themselves. So do you have any advice for others that like, that like either wanting or they're just starting their career or just any advice in general? Uh, my advice would be just keep trying, keep calling people, be annoying at least once a week. Because <laughs> yeah. like finding a job and stuff, especially nowadays, is really difficult due to the pandemic and everything shutting down. You just have to be kind of patient because I remember telling my mom I'm never going to find a job. Like, I'm never going to be employed. Like, this, this stinks. I'm never going to be able to move out of y'all's house and be independent. But I would just keep, you know, searching, keep following up at least once a week. Don't be annoying like I am and call every single day and <laughs> leave voicemails. But I would just, you know, keep trying and, like, pursue your goals, whatever your goals may be. Just keep looking for the end game. I mean, there's, like, a there's what a counselor once referred to me as beginning, a middle, and end of every like life stage that you have. There's always going to be a middle that's really difficult and really hard, but then you get to the end and you like realize your goals. That's awesome. That's a nice way to put it. Um, mm -hmm. And like to realize that things are not going to they're not going to happen a long way. It's going to take it's going to take time and progress. Okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Kaylin, for being a guest on. Thank Saturday. you for being a guest on Topic Chatter. I really enjoyed talking with you. And yes, ma'am. For those of you watching, if you want to be a guest, just comment wherever you see this video, and um, don't be shy. Uh, uh, but yeah, Kaylin, is there is there a where can people follow you on social media if they if they want to? Get to know more about you. 
Yes, like they, I have my account set to private, and I have like maybe, oh, yeah. maybe like maybe a hundred people on there from mostly from high school or like my sorority. But I'll I'll accept if I see it. Okay, cool. Well, we don't want we don't want any weirdos. So so <laughs> most so. of my pictures are of my dog. So <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. Um. But like I said, thank you for causing chatter and uh, check back next week for another episode. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.